Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Give it up for Ashley again one more time. Thank you, Ashley. Lord, that you would cause our hearts to be pliable. Take out the stony heart, put in the heart of flesh. God, that the seed of your word would go in deep. That it would take root and bring forth much fruit. We thank you for every family that's represented. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, because you are our God in whom we can trust. We thank you, Lord, that we can lean upon you with our whole heart, our whole weight, and you won't fall and you won't fail us. We glorify your name, Lord Jesus, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Tell somebody the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Tell two more people, the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. One more, the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how can I say thanks? For the things you have done for me, the things so undeserved, just to prove your love to me, and the voices of a million could not express my gratitude all that I am and ever hope to be I owe it all to thee to his blood he has saved me with his
It's one of them songs you can go on and on and on. Are you truly grateful for everything he's given you? Are you truly thankful? Isn't he truly a good God? He's a good God. Somebody needs to hear it. Yes. Jesus, he loves me. Oh, yes. Jesus, he loves me. Oh, yes. So much. Amen. I am. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm dead serious. I'm trying to get myself together here.
obedient to my pastor, so I'm, I'm trying to get this done. I'm having a hard time. To begin to work on us. We don't want to stop him until he's done. Not on my agenda. Not when I say, okay, Lord, that's enough. I'll tell you, the only time that I've said, okay, Lord, I can't take anymore, that's when his glory is on you. Those of you that that has happened to you know, we can only in the flesh take so much of the weight of his glory. That's why we're going to need glorified bodies when we get to heaven. Uh, can you imagine trying to walk around heaven in your flesh? You won't make it past two feet. Beholding Jesus Christ, we're changed. He's the one that transforms us. He's the one that causes us to change for the better. He's the one that makes all things new. I was in a discussion with a young man. Um, actually, before I came to church, and he believes in a universal God, that, yeah, there's a Jesus, but there's also a Buddha, and there's also Muhammad. And so, and he believes in some of the word. Make a long story short, my question to him was, either you believe the word of God or you don't. I don't get to pick and choose the word for myself. The word of God is to everyone. 
But the word of God points to one person. The Lord Jesus Christ. Don't point to Allah. Don't point to Buddha. Don't, it points to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I, I told him, I said, I have no problem with those men. But what I do have an issue with is they didn't die for me. That's just a side note. Well, here's the thing for us to remember. Let the word of God be true and every man, the Bible says, be a liar. So if it doesn't line up with the word, it's a lie. And we know the lies come from the enemy. They don't come from the Lord. They come from the enemy. All right. Let me get into this. Repeat after me. I'm too blessed to be stressed. One more time. I'm too blessed to be stressed. In Jesus' name. All right. Okay. Proverbs 14. Verse 30, peace of mind makes the body healthy. Peace of mind makes the body healthy. On a show of hands, how many have lost their peace? In one time or another, just lost their peace. I'll raise both. I'll raise both feet, both hands. What happened that you lost your peace? Situation, loss of a person close to you. It could be a situation that you're in that caused your peace to just go. Your mind, your thoughts was on different things, but it's peace of mind that makes your body healthy. But one of with, he has many titles. One of Jesus' titles is he is the prince of, one more time, he's the prince of, so if my mind is on Jesus, I should have at least some peace. Well, so what happens is, is that I have to shift my thinking like we were singing today. We want more. So after, when my peace is gone from me, or I have maybe 80% peace and 20% whatever it is that I'm thinking about, then that 20% needs to shift back on Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. So the hard part is for us is we get to live in the nasty now and now. There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to take your peace. There's always going to be differences that's going to shift your thinking to think somewhere else. But if we can just get to Jesus, guess what? I'm going to be all right. If I can just 
to him. Okay. Proverbs 14, 30. A relaxed attitude strengthens a man's life. A relaxed attitude lengthens, sorry, lengthens a man's life. So I want to relax. Scientists say that we live longer. When we're stressed, it does a job on your heart, your organs, everything else in your body. I remember one time I went to the doctor. I was going through a lot. Mr. McCurdy, your heart is beating too fast. This one, we, we check your heart, it's fine. And then he asked me a question. What's going on? I said, what are you talking about, Doc? I'm here to see you. He said, no, no, no. He said, stress will kill you faster than any disease. I said, wow, Lord, I didn't know that one. Don't want to get too far ahead of myself. There was also a survey back in, when was this? Sorry, calculating. It was back in the 80s. It was late 80s. And during that time, NBC, ABC, and who was that? CBS, I believe. They did a, they did a survey at the mall, actually. And they surveyed couples. Some were married, some were not. And the survey that they did, they set the woman down and took her vital signs, blood pressure, all that. And I think it went to maybe like a two, or at the most a two and a half. And so it was equivalent of walking through the park, of enjoying a sunny day. When they did the same vitals on the man, his stress level was so high, they said it's equivalent of going to a burning building. That kind of keeps me laughing when I go shopping with my, my wife. And I look around and see the stress levels. But it's true. It's true. Okay. Seven spiritual habits that reduces stress. Seven spiritual habits that reduces stress. Repeat after me. Look to God to meet all my needs. You know what all means? It means all. What about in the Greek? Still all. What about in the Hebrew? Latin. Still all. 
But what happens is if I don't trust the Lord, how can I allow him to meet my need? So it goes to another level. There's another scripture that says, trust in the Lord with some of your heart. That's all too. Wow, ain't that something? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And then it says what? Lean not. Wait a minute. I'm intelligent. I know how to get through stuff. He blessed me with a brain. I can do it myself. And usually at that time, the Lord says, go right ahead. Then when I get in trouble, Lord, help. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. Thank God he's not a taskmaster like sin and the enemy. If you didn't know it, sin is a taskmaster. I'm telling you right now. Say it again. I'm too blessed to be stressed. So Psalms 23, verse 1. The Lord is my and I shall not. Since God did not spare his own son for us, but gave him up for us, won't he also surely give us everything else we need? It's the word, and the word works. But I like the way Pastor Steve said it. A lot of times we read the word, but we don't allow the word to read us. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. There's a lot of times where I'm looking through the word, and I'm going, Lord, I don't know if I can do that one. For instance, turn the other cheek. Whoa. I think I said it before. You slap me, you better run. I'm telling you right now. But there's requirement of us because we are salt and light in the earth. There's a requirement that I need to line up to the word. Not, again, pick and choose my verses. Okay, I like this one. I don't like that one. No, 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 no. No, let the word read you so that we can be all that he's called us to be. When the word reads me, and I'm telling you, remember, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. I don't know if you've ever held a two-edged sword before. That thing's deadly. And the word is more sharper than that. And it cuts even so deep that it goes to bone and marrow. That's deep. But only if I allow it to. Our father wrote a song, Operate on Me. Take out what shouldn't be. Well, we are living sacrifice. So that means we can crawl off the altar. We can crawl off the operating table. Nope, not doing it. I don't know about you, but I've been, 
I've been there. Well, the Lord says, open up this room. Behold, he stands at the door and he, well, your front door is not the only door in your house. He wants access to all of us. Why? Then he can use all of us. But if the Lord can only use 50% of me, he's not having it. Okay, I, you know, Brother T, I, you know, you're only going to give me 50%. I'll, I'll settle for that. No, no. Not our God. He's all or nothing. Am I going to give him 100? Or I'm only going to give him what I want to give him? I don't know about you, but he deserves 100. He deserves it. So if there's something holding me back, then I need to deal with that personally and allow him to wash me personally so that I can move on. All right, now let's get into it. God wants us healthy. This whole series, I'm going to just sum it up for you guys in one word. This whole series, it comes to balance. He wants us balanced, spiritually and naturally. If I claim Jesus, but then when my neighbors see me, I'm smoking a joint and then mouthing off to somebody, flipping them off and, you know, telling them every name except a child of God, they're going to say, you're a Christian. So, is Christianity supposed to have a standard? I'm just asking the question. But how is it nowadays? I don't know if I should go here. How is it nowadays we can call ourselves that but live like the devil? It don't line up. And now that I'm there, I got to go all the way. So I'm just, I was talking to mom earlier today. It broke my heart when the saints of God is totally split. I mean, acting like the devil, talking like the devil. When all you do is mention this party or that party. Broke my heart. I said, how in the world can the saints of God say they hate one another? Because of some stupid politics. I like when Joshua saw the angel of the Lord. And Joshua said, are you for us or against us? He said, neither. One man of God put it this way. The Lord told him, I care not who's in the White House. What does that tell you? God's still in control. He hasn't lost control. God's still in control. Get off my soapbox. All right. We 
Recharge my soul with beauty. Recharge my soul with beauty. Psalms 32, verse 2 and 3. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes your soul needs to be restored. We take hits every day. We take hits every week. We take hits every month. Some of us take hits every hour. You're going to take hits. But unless I yield to the Lord and allow him to restore my spirit, my soul, that's your mind, your will, your emotion, that's your soul. So unless you allow him to restore, or I allow him to restore me, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have a bad attitude. That's just me. Y'all might be halos, and that's, that's just me. If I don't allow him to deal with the stuff inside my heart, I'm going to have a terrible attitude toward one person, no, towards everybody. But there's a standard that he wants us to have to love and have love one to another. That's how the world's going to see, hey, they're acting like Christ. That's him right there. That's what I want. We said it before, the word Christian came into the vocabulary because they saw the saints of Antioch acting like Christ. Christians, all it means is baby Christ. That's all it means. But if we're calling ourselves a Christian, shouldn't we line up to that word? I should. I should line up. Philippians 4, 8. You'll do... You do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly. I believe the King James put it this way. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are good report, kind, lovely, then we are supposed to do what? Think on. Now, again, I, I'm just being truthful with y'all. My flesh is something else. I'm, I'm just being truthful. And sometimes my flesh want to be mad. No, nope, they did me wrong. My wife comes, babe, you know, babe, in all due respect, please don't say nothing. I don't want to hear it. Why? Because my flesh wants what it wants. But my spirit man wants Jesus. So in order to yield 
to my spirit man, I must say no to my flesh. I still have to pray against road rage. I'm just being truthful. Being truthful. Have to pray. Now, I, I mean, can, can somebody explain this to me? How in the world the person cut you off and then give you the bird? Can somebody please explain that one to me? I mean, I, do we live in an alternate universe? What in the world? You cut me off and I get the bird? Bless God. I, you guys, you guys have got to Google this. Christian road rage. You've got, you got to Google it. It is hilarious. It is, it is hilarious. So instead of cursing, he actually blesses them. I bless you in Jesus' name. It's, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. That helped, that helped me a lot. <laughs> okay. Go to God for guidance. Well, that's interesting. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for my name's sake. He's still protecting his name. Psalms 23, verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Saints, we carry the most powerful name known to man. It's almost like those of you that's had jobs and it was a high or a very um, well-known company, what did they tell you? You represent the company. So wherever you are, if you're raising hell, it reflects on the company. Right? So as a Christian, if I'm out there raising everything but Christ, who does that reflect on? Anybody? But that's on me. That's not on him. Because again, I need to allow him to do in me what he wants to do. Body, soul, spirit. Especially my flesh. I have to let my flesh know. You're not in charge. Yeah, I get it. You're upset. You have a reason, but because of the blood of Jesus that you were bought with, you don't have a right. No, you have no right no longer. The right is his. So, Lord, please do it in me. Please. I'm tired of getting angry and then responding to the anger. Because the Bible said, be angry, but sin not. Didn't say you couldn't get angry. But you don't let that anger carry you to a place you're going to regret later. Why do you think all these people, well, you know, I don't know what came over me. 
you know, they make me too mad, and then it took it to a level I couldn't control myself. You think it started like that? Am I preaching to myself? Okay, we're about to go on. Share if you're up there, it's not working, sweetie. Thank you. Trust God in the dark valley. <laughs> Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I love David because you can see all the faults and flaws, but yet to be called a man of God's own heart. And we're not on this, we're not on this. I'm just giving you something for free. David was never caught in the same sin twice. When the Lord put his finger on stuff, David said, Lord, you can have it, but don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Wash me whiter than snow. Purge me with hyssop. Read it. Check it out for yourself. I'm telling you right now. I don't know about you, but it is a very dim place to be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And only a few that know this testimony, but I almost died a few times, not once, not twice, a few times, almost died. The first time that I almost passed away, the enemy was telling me this in my ear, I'm going to kill you. For a hair of a second, I got afraid, hair of a second. Then the Holy Spirit rose up in me and said, wait a minute. I don't belong to you. I don't belong to you. And even if it was God's will to take me, I wouldn't go to be with you. But that confidence was in the Lord that he was with me. Knowing that he's with you should give you peace. So the second that I did have fear, just that quick, I didn't have no more fear. Why? Because the Lord let me know, I'm with you. You don't have to hear any other voice. I'm with you. And it was way too many prophecies that didn't come to pass yet, so I knew I wasn't going nowhere. And God worked it out. Hallelujah. Amen and glory to God. Okay. When I am ready to give up, he knows what I should do. Psalms 142, verse 3. When I am ready to give up, been there, just, if you ever got tired, just got tired. Been there many times. You know, one of Satan's job is to wear out the patience of the saints. 
in one of his jobs. It's like you believe, you know God's going to come through for you, but it gets delayed. One, one scripture version put it this way, hope deferred makes the heart sick. The word deferred means delay. So it's not like God's promises are not coming. They are, but they get delayed. Why? The enemy's fighting for them not to come through. But my Bible tells me that if I faint not, if I faint not and hold on to the promise of God, I will receive exactly what the word says I will. I believe we're living on the greatest times of the church we've ever read about or seen. But just like the prophecy this morning, God wants us to come up, church. I can't do the same old same. I can't allow my flesh to dictate my attitude and then still believe that God's going to use me. I can't do it. I have to yield my members unto the Lord. Does it mean I'm going to do it every time? No. But I'll settle for 99% of the time. But I still need to yield to the Lord so that the enemy does not have my head. Got your thoughts running away with you, emotions all jacked up. But God wants us to come closer, come closer to Him, get in balance, get healthy, body, soul, and spirit. I'm not going to mess this up. I'm, I'm going to read maybe a couple more and then I'm going to pray for some people. Is that all right? All right. Next slide, please, sir. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Psalms 23, verse 5. You prepare a table, I love this verse, before me in the presence of mine enemies. How is that going to work? You and your enemies? Environment? And he sets up a table to feast. When you're at peace with God, your peace goes with you every Say that again. When you're at peace with God, your peace goes with you everywhere. So when you're in the presence of your enemies, God can let you feast. Have yourself a lunch. No matter where you are, work, God forbid, church, 
I'm, I'm trying to tell you, some people have a problem with people in church. It's sad, but it's true. Oh, you're with that party. I'm not, I told you, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'm, I'm not going to go there. And you got saints hating saints. For real? God help us. God help us. Okay. He will allow us to feast in the presence of our enemy. When the, when the enemy is trying to take you out, he will set up a table for you to relax and have lunch. Why? Because my peace doesn't determine my enemies. My peace determines my Jesus. Now, there are a lot of things I can say now. I'm trying to wrap this up as best way that I can. But I don't want to mess this up. There are a lot of athletes that train for a certain reason, for a certain time. There are a lot of physical trainers that train as a lifestyle because they want to help people. There's a lot of health experts that train because they want to be helpful to people. But how does Christian train? Read your Bible. Prayer. Love your neighbor. That's a good one, sis. Obedience. Huge. So, faith. Praise and worship. Being caring. How about yielding to Jesus with my whole heart? As training. He doesn't want to harm me. Jeremiah 29, 11 gives me the thoughts and the plan that he has of me. Plans for a hope in the future. Plans not to harm me. But if I yield to Jesus, then I don't have to yield to my flesh. Because I'm telling you right now, we are yielding to something. You know, how much you think you don't, we yield to something. Either It's like uh, was it the, the song years ago, Bob Dylan. You're going to have to serve somebody. It might be the devil, or it might be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. And while you think, well, I'm, I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for Satan. I'm doing, guess what goes hand in hand with me? Satan. Because it's always selfish. It's about me. But like I said, 
this is an hour of the church. God is looking for us to come up in a level where he can use us, that he can speak through us, that other people can see the love of God and want what we have. So oh, I've been waiting on God. No, no. He's been waiting on us. Why? We have so much to do. But if I keep allowing my flesh to get the better of me, he keeps waiting on me. So how do I get rid of my habits? Or let's say my bad habits. I replace them with good habits. Now how long does it take for a habit to form? Anybody? Statistics are at least 21 days. So for at least 21 days, I have to do the good habit, right? Does the old habit go away? I have to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. I had a young man call me and said, I prayed. I didn't hear from the Lord. I said, okay, I just have one question. How long did you pray? I did it for two days. Well, for him, that was huge. I said, my brother, let me tell you something. First of all, pray for patience. You need patience. That's one. Number two, tell the Lord, I don't care how long it takes. All I know is I must hear from you. Well, not too long. He did fast. I didn't tell him to fast. He said, I believe the Lord wants me to go. I said, that's great. Pretty soon he called me excited that the Lord was speaking to him, that he was hearing from the Lord. I said, awesome. He said, T, why didn't you tell me all this? I said, because it wasn't my deal to tell you. You was trying to get in touch with him. Let him tell you. And see, our thing is, most of us know what to do. We just don't do it. I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, my wife gets on me a lot. Babe, you need to go walking. <laughs> well, see, you know, I was looking to do it this way, babe, you know. And if you're going shopping, I could just go with you and walk there. Sounds smart, huh? She's too smart for that. So, babe, I know you're hurting, but if you go walking, you'll feel better. Now, what am I saying? You wrong? Well, she's right. But it's still up to who to do it. It's up to me. See, it's up to me. See, it's up to me to do what God called me to do. Every last one of us, God has given a job to do. I don't know about you, but I want to finish well. I know Jesus is coming soon. I'm not going to get a log cabin in the woods and say, come, Lord Jesus. 
It's time to do what he put us on this earth to do. It's time to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out lepers, heal the blind. It's time to witness like never before that Jesus is coming soon. And if you don't know him, you are going to be lost. But he paid the price for you not to go to a devil's hell. Every head bow. You can open your eyes because the Bible says watch and pray. If you're online and you're listening to this word and you don't know Jesus, all the move of the Holy Ghost today was just for you. God loves you. He paid the price for us not to go to a devil's hell. If you're in this place, number one, you never asked Jesus into your heart. Number two, you've asked the Lord into your heart, but you've lost your way. You've allowed sin and allowed your flesh to get the better of you. You allowed things to come in that you know that's not supposed to be a part of your heart. And number three, the devil's always lied to you and told you that you're not saved, you're not born again. You're this or you're that. And then because of your feelings, you've allowed that to seem true or to feel true. But it's not true. But if you fit in any one of those categories, I want you to raise your hand and say, pray for me. Thank you, I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you, I see that hand. Now, right where you are, I just ask you to stand. Just ask you to stand. Stand up where you are. Stand up wherever you are. Stand up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want everyone to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you that you rose again on the third day. Thank you that you're coming back again for me. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. And I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. From this day forward. I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.